Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the huddle. Mike Max, Pete Nigerian. Joining us in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. New addition to the Minnesota Vikings. Defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. And before I turn the old grizzled middle linebacker over to you, Pete Nigerian, Harrison, I, I met you the other day at a place that said, dear and dear to me, Crescent Cove, a, a hospice for children that you wanted to get involved in when you got here. And you've been involved in a lot of different uh, charities, uh, Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, etc. cetera. Uh, but you spoke to those kids the other day, uh, those that are facing life-threatening illnesses in their families, and, and you engaged them, and it was really fun to watch. Uh, uh, how you were able to go back and forth with them. And you said, well, this goes back to my days in, in, in Buffalo. Um, there, was, there was one poignant story that you explained to me that day about when you were in Buffalo and, and, and a group that you worked with that I had never thought before. And uh, I don't want to start it off with a heavy thing, but, but I think it's worth noting. Uh, it, was, it was a place where orphans, in essence, where, where they, the, the families couldn't afford the medical uh, expenses, uh, had to turn their kids over to, in essence, a hospice. And, and, and you weighed through that. Explain what that was and what you did and what those kids did for you. Yeah. Um, well, first, Thank you uh, for having me on. And, you bet. Um, happy, Mother's, happy Mother's Day to any uh, mothers listening. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, when I was back in Buffalo, there was a place through the hospital um, that was kind of affiliated with the hospital, um, but it wasn't at the hospital, Children's, that is. And um, it's exactly what you said. I mean, you got to imagine um, potentially a single mother who has three or four children or maybe two children, whatever it is, um, and she's trying to make ends meet by working multiple jobs can't afford a full-time live-in aid and one of her child has you know severe developmental differences um, that could be physically um, mentally uh, whatever it is and this place was specifically known for being able to have trachs and vents one of the only places that have um, you know full-time respirators and vents for uh, children who need that constantly and so you know there's anywhere from 15 to maybe 20 um, different children and even, you know, a little bit older, if, if they age out over 18, they went to the second floor. Um, and as you go room to room, you ask, you know, should I leave some of these goodie bags? Most of the children are in fairly um, severe shape. Um, they don't know what the brain activity is like on some of the individuals uh, due to the cost of the test to figure out, hey, um, does this child know that can they hear me? Can they not hear me? Sometimes they're tracking me with their eyes. Sometimes they're not. Um, most of them have some, you know, form of a physical uh, difference. So um, their development obviously didn't uh, 
happened at the, the rate it was supposed to. And it's very emotional as you go from room to room and ask, is their family involved? Do they have visitors? And you hear like, oh, maybe once every six months or once a month and mm-hmm. uh, once a year. Uh, so it's, it's very hard. And, you know, you just go into those rooms and talk to them just like they're, you know, a normal at the time Bills fan and try to sure. let them know what's going happening with Buffalo football and, um, you know, explain who I am and, and my story a little bit and just hope that they can kind of hear you and understand, um, you know, there's some who are then a little higher functioning than those in that state who can smile at you or, you know, kind of moan at you and uh, in their form of communication, even a few that can try to hold your hand and stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely terrible to think about the places like that exist in the world. Uh, but, you know, it, it is, you can understand though, for sure. again, a parent who can't support their child, you know, turns it over yep. to the hospital or what starts with, I visit every day, goes to, I visit every week, to, I visit every month, mm. to, I visit every mm. year. And so, um, yeah, sad places. And so I was familiar with children who were kind of in that state and Crescent Cove is not, uh, fortunately Crescent Cove's, um, organization the families are very involved and, and heavily involved and that's kind yes. of the um, reason why it's such a special place and um, it's a, a great area that they can drop off for a, a, um, their child for a few days or potentially a week so that they can go uh, you know go do some other things or or just go up for a little mini vacation staycation so um, yep. it was cool to get there I can't I can't wait to grow there uh, over my next years in Minnesota. Yeah, Katie Harrison, does a great I, job out there. Let, let me yeah. throw it over to our grizzled linebacker, Pete, now. And, and on the lighter side of life is football, I guess, Pete. Yeah, Harrison, I, I love the perspective. Um, you know, I oftentimes was accused of being too nice of a guy to be a linebacker because of what I did <laughs> off the field. And I'd always look at him and go, how do you want me to act off the field? But in any case, um, horrible Harry is who I want to talk to. Um, you're, you're so much fun to watch on the football field, man. I, I swear to you, I go back and I see you as an Omaha, Nebraska guy, you know, and, and, and Gatorade player of the year for Nebraska. And, and yet you went to Stanford and where you got a double major and who can blame you? I mean, Stanford's an unbelievable university, but I guess my question would be after you're coming out of Millard West high school, what made you choose Stanford? was that something you always wanted to do or why not the university of Nebraska? No, you know, I wanted to go to Nebraska my whole life growing up, and I, I was a big Texas Longhorns fan too. And um, I really just only went to Nebraska's camp for a while, and they definitely had first dibs on me. Um, but, you know, the best players in, in Nebraska typically stay in Nebraska and walk on at Nebraska, even if they were maybe good enough to go somewhere else. And so for a while, I think that's what the, the coaching staff saw me as, is, oh, this kid will probably walk on here, even if he's good enough to play somewhere else. And then um, – Finally, after my sophomore season, I'm starting on varsity, all-conference player. You know, it, it, the writing was on the wall that I was potentially going to, um, you know, do it big. And they mm. still uh, didn't offer me. They were my 26th scholarship offer. If they were my first five, I probably would have committed right away. But so in that process, after I realized, like, oh, these guys are offering other players at my position, they also didn't see me. At, they saw me as a tight end. Um, mm. And as I was going through the other schools, uh, financially, I couldn't. My parents couldn't afford to let me go visit every school I wanted, and um, you know, my grand, my grandma and grandpa helped me get enough money to go out to Stanford uh, for the camp there. I was offered a scholarship. You know, had a long, hard thought with my. I mean, SEC football is extremely cool. Like, I would have loved to go down the SEC and play big time football, but had an adult conversation with myself at 16 years old and said, "Hey, football. You know, I'm a 
I'm a 200 at the time, a 240 pound white defensive end from Nebraska. My chances in the NFL as high as what a Stanford degree can carry. So um, I decided to uh, go to Stanford. I mean, because of their academic success, they also just won a Rose Bowl and were ranked number three in the country. So I thought I could compete for national championships while getting a great plan B with a Stanford education and um, very happy with my decision. Harrison Phillips, I guess. Was Harbaugh the coach then? Or was that after him? Uh, David Shaw. Okay, yep, Willie Shaw had worked here as well. So so now you come to the Vikings, and what did you like about the Vikings? Uh, when I was going through the free agency process, and there was a lot of teams, obviously, that reached out. It's very hectic. Um, but when I was kind of getting towards the end, the, the half dozen or, or five or so, and um, Minnesota was the, the team that was showing the most win-now organization as opposed to go be a part of a rebuild, which was awesome. It's great for my development, what I did in Buffalo, re- helped rebuild that program to, you know, Super Bowl contenders. And um, that was awesome. But at this stage of my career, you know, I wanted to go somewhere that they already have a lot of the pieces in place. It's not going to be a we got to draft and develop for a couple of years. Um, and Minnesota had that. I think Coach O'Connell, you know, I tried to do my, my investigation of him, Donatello and the defense that he runs, the – the, the, the looks that we can give to give our guys an extra second. Um, you know, the quarterback is the driving ship in, in the NFL, and, you know, I believe that this defense does provide some difficult looks uh, uh, for quarterbacks that make it a little more challenging <clears throat> on those important third downs. Um, and then, you know, Quasey, the general manager, what he's trying to build, the way that he sees the game, the way that he sees character, um, the whole vibe towards them was was really high. And so, um, I actually kind of put numbers to the side, you know, even though there were teams that maybe had better, higher deals or whatever. And this was a place that uh, I felt like I could come contribute, grow as a person, grow as a leader and uh, grow as a football player and win football games. You know, it, it, it's interest, interesting, Maxie. He mentions quarterbacks and, and I'm, and I'm fascinated when I see Josh Allen leaving uh, California to go to Wyoming and here you've got Harrison Phillips. He's he's leaving Nebraska to go to California, and then, then meet up in in Buffalo. It's it's an interesting thing. Um, I got to ask you, Harrison. So the wrestling background. Every time, and I used to call college football games for ESPN, but every time I'd find a defensive lineman who had a wrestling background, I I said, you know what, we got to keep an eye on this guy because, and, and you certainly did. Tell us a little bit about that. Was the, I think the wrestling just tra- it really does transfer over to the football field in a big way. Is that something that you've leaned on over the years? Yeah, I was definitely a wrestler before I was a football player. Uh, wrestled when I was three years old and thought that was going to be my thing for a long time until I was introduced to football and realized the team aspect and celebrating with your brothers and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, wrestling was, was big for me in my development, um, hips, hands, balance, coordination, a mindset of I'm not going to let one man beat me, I have to beat him. Uh, all those things carry over uh, to, to football. Um, I still go back and, and work out at my high school every off season and uh, try to let the kids get a shot at the title if they want to uh, on the rest of that. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's always, it's, it's great work. Just great, great work. Maxie, I'm going to say the title is, uh, is still his. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, is, I don't know who's true. challenging you. <laughs> well, I, I sweeten the pot. I sweeten the pot. I normally put one or two thousand dollars cash on the mat and say, "If you score a point, it's yours." <laughs> no one, no one scored a point. You got all that money. Last question for you, and, and uh, you sure have enjoyed this conversation here. But you played for Leslie Frazier out there as well. Someone was the head coach yeah. here, and, and someone of, of immense character. What, 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 what did you learn from him? What was he like? 
I've learned a lot from Leslie Frazier. He's probably one of the best people I've ever been around, one of the best coaches I've ever been around um, in terms of the, the character of, of him. And um, what he does in Buffalo, I mean, we were the number one defense in the NFL. That's something that um, many players can never say in their lives. And that was um, a testament to the defense that he had, the trust he had in his players, and the relationship he had in his players. Uh, he, uh, you know, when you're going through the free agency process, you know, the coaches aren't, don't really know what's going on on the, the, the front office side of stuff. And uh, after the free agency sh- shake out, um, I got a call from Leslie Frazier, very, very classy call. And I can hear the emotion in his voice um, about having to say goodbye, knowing that it wasn't going to work out. And he, he told me some very great things that I'll keep, um, you know, uh, to myself. Uh, but it was it was a, an all class move on his part. I can I can hear the uh, disappointment that, that we were parting ways in his voice. And again, very grateful when I came there at 21 or 22 years old when I first uh, got to Buffalo, and then leaving, you know, four years later, uh, my development as a man, a Christian, and uh, Phil, you know, uh, my charitable efforts were also very much supported by him. Wow. Hey, I can't thank you enough, Harrison. Appreciate. it. I hope we can do this again. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Harrison. absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, guys. Have a good Mother's Day to everybody. You too. Harrison Phillips, new member of the Minnesota Vikings. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.